0: Hello everyone, welcome back to The Industry Talks. Today we have Taylor Kaplan. She is a 15 year old professional actress. She does a lot of voiceover, a lot of commercials on camera. She's been professionally acting since she was 11. She's also an intern and a junior instructor at the prep, which is also where I work. That's how we know each other and how we met. She has a ton of experience in the industry and she knows her stuff. So I am so excited that she sat down with me. Uh, So here it is. Hello everyone, Uh, welcome back to Youth Industry Talks. Today we have Taylor, here she is. Uh, Tell everyone a little bit about yourself.
1: Hello everyone, thank you so much Justin for giving this opportunity for me to be talking here. And I love that you came up with this idea because it's so important to be advocating for all these young actors and all the aspiring actors who wanna be where we are. So I love that you have this. Um, Anyway. I'm Taylor, as we said, and um, I am an artist in the industry. I'm a singer, actor, dancer, a little bit of a musician, and I am a junior instructor slash intern at the prep.
0: Yes, that's how we met. That's how we met. <laughs> <I'm> yep. <laughs> totally wearing my like merch right now, partially because yeah. like, I just did laundry, but also it's right here. Um, so my first question for you, I ask everybody the same question first, or yeah. actors ask the same question. What made you get into acting? And then what made you like switch to doing it professionally? Like, okay, this is what I really want to do with my life.
1: All right. So ever since I could start speaking, I've always just been a child, like two years old, My mom has videos on her old like Samsung of me taking my baby microphone and just singing into it and just being crazy. And I started dance when I was super little. When I started walking, when I was like three, maybe, I think when I was three, I started dancing. That's not when I started walking, but um, yeah, I was dancing when I was three. And when I was about seven, my aunt had some connections and she was like, Hey, um, we see Taylor, love Taylor. She knows how artistic I've always been. And she wanted me to start a summer camp to get into acting, to just start. And that was mostly for musical theater. So being a triple threat. So I did that summer camp and then I slowly transitioned into community theater. From there, I decided that, hey, through community theater, I got a person, um, some of you guys may be familiar with Broadway Artists Alliance in New York, yes, and I went there for a week, I was a vocal major, it's a whole camp where you work with professionals who will just train a piece of material with you throughout the week, and then by the end of the week, you sit in front of a ton of agents, managers, Um, casting directors, all of that, and it's just like a talent scout, so they'll reach out to you if they're interested in you, and the very first time I did Broadway Artists Alliance, I got reached out to by a few different agencies, and that's how I decided to start getting into the professional world, and I was about 11, I'd say, 2018. I'm currently 15, and yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. wow that's like that's amazing you do that so young was that like that (laughs) week at that camp was that like stressful or were you just like excited to do it
1: I was I was really excited to be there I mean I didn't really know what I was in for like of course I knew like agents and all that stuff but at that point I was not very familiar that was even before I started training at the prep it was right before So I literally did not know what I was getting into. And I knew that even if I didn't come out with an agent or manager or any of that sort of stuff, I was just happy to have the experience because it was just such a great thing to do. And I was very, very thankful that I actually had the opportunity to get into the professional world after that. Yeah.
0: So is that how you got your first agent? Have you? Is it the same agency you're with now? It it is
1: not the same agency. I made the switch to take three in April of last year. Yes. Take three fam. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. So I'm currently with take three.
0: Awesome. That's okay. So this is also another question. What do you mm-hmm. think is like specific piece of advice for getting representation? Cause that's like the number one question people always ask any actor. I was like, oh, how'd you get your agent? how did you get, how did you, how did you, how did you get a yeah. And it's like, I never really know what to say. Cause It's so different for everybody. So what would you say that like when people ask you that question?
1: There's so many different, you're right. There's so many different worlds and doors to getting that. So if you're a New York local and you were thinking of Broadway Artists Alliance, I think that's a great way to do it, but obviously that's a bit of money and it comes with, if you don't live there, travel costs. Another great way to get signed is at the prep, actually, we have a lot of agent and manager showcases that happen every once in a while where all the students who are looking into getting signed are, it's virtual, obviously, because of pandemic reasons and It helps because there's so many people around the country and even the world who wanna get into the industry, but they're so far, they're not in New York or LA local, so they don't really know how to start, but it's great that it's a Zoom option. And then from there, they'll decide if they're going to move forward with it. So at the prep, keep an eye out for that for any aspiring actors. Uh That's just another great way to start working professionally and getting signed.
0: Yeah. Showcase, I always say showcases are like a easy, not easy, but like a great way to get in front of an agent's casting directors, managers, anyone like that. And also, also yeah, I'll also like refer like personal referrals from coaches or whatever. Obviously you have to have a relationship with the coach for a period of time before you can be like, yeah. Hey, can you refer me to an agent? But <laughs> yeah, uh, there's so many ways to, to get one. And I always, I'm always like, I basically say everything you just said, I'm like, you could do this. You could do this. You could do that. Um, mm-hmm. so my next question, getting into the professional world, once you have an agent or a manager, or, or even if you don't, even if you're self-submitting on casting sites, how do you go about auditioning and d- how does it differ between voiceover and then your the on-camera world?
1: All right. So we'll start with on cam- the on-camera world. Um, now because of the pandemic, again, <laughs> this is a recurring theme here, um, most, if not all, auditions are virtual now. So they're either EcoCast Lives, where it's actually like a Zoom kind of situation where it's almost like a real in person audition, except obviously the technology division. Yeah. And but most of the time, you will see self tapes, and those are basically self explanatory. It's where you tape yourself, and they will send you the material and the breakdown, and then you go from there. And with voiceover, it's basically same sort of situation. It could either be live, which it's most of the time, it's usually not with that, but it's usually they'll send you the script and the breakdown. It's super important to read the breakdown, everyone, and do your research. That's all I'll say about that. Just do your research and read the breakdown, understand your character, and don't be afraid to make these different choices because voiceover is such a beautiful world and there's so many different options and ways you can go about it. And the beautiful thing is for a lot of auditions, you can take multiple takes. So you can make different choices, make alternate decisions because, hey, maybe the casting director did not quite like your first take, but they see you had a second take and they're like, hey, wait, I hear something different here. So it's so important to just do whatever you can. And also for voiceover auditions, equipment is so important nowadays so if you are signed or you're looking to get signed you need to make sure that you have an awesome recording software and studio you don't have a studio you know like a lot of people nowadays thankfully we have the prep in person so for people who live around here or for people who want to make the trip we have booths with professional microphones and a whole system with preamps and all that beautiful stuff in a fully soundproof booth but a lot of people don't have the money to buy a booth because they're really expensive and we're just like the top of the line equipment but it's so important to do what you can because it'll be totally worth it in the end because nowadays they do not want to have to pay for you to go out to a studio in New York or L.A., wherever you are. They don't want to pay for that. So they are usually looking for great home studios. So even if you can go in your closet, because closets are tiny and they're stuffed with clothes and usually there's stuff on the floor. So the sound doesn't just like bounce everywhere and echo Um it's a great option and looking into a good mic. We can talk a little bit about that. If that's something you guys would be interested in.
0: Yeah, that's, that's your, really your
1: Recommendations. Amazing.
0: Yes, please. I This was something I, I do voiceover as well. Mm-hmm. And that was something I asked like my team about because I was like, I don't have a studio, but I, I do mine in my closet. I have like a yes. tiny closet upstairs in my house and that's what I do. But I needed like that professional mic. So I was like, hey, what mic should I have? So please give your recommendations advice.
1: All right, so my favorite mics are my all time favorite mic is actually what I have at home and what's in the prep um, master wing in Miss Teresa's studio is the Shure mic, S H U R E. Um, It's amazing, such great quality. It's on the pricey side because it's such an awesome microphone. So I definitely recommend that one. Super cool looking too. For the aesthetic, you know, it just looks great. Everything all around, it's a great mic. And because of the certain mic that it is, it is not a USB mic. So it does not plug directly into a laptop. So you do need to get a preamp. And the preamp that most people in the industry use now are Scarlett Focusrite Solos. I believe it's the third generation that we have, but there's so many different ones. you will need that. So basically how that works is you have the preamp, the scarlet, and then the microphone plugs into the preamp and then the preamp plugs. Yeah, that's just how it works. And then headphones plug into the preamp and that's how it works. And my second mic recommendation is a road mic. Road mics are also a great option. They have super clear sound. Um, they're awesome and yeah. If you guys are like really um, on a tight budget, because I know how it can be, um, you're not, you feel like you're not really looking to invest in such an expensive mic yet, or you want to like book a job first and then like, you know, you know how it is. There's actually a Rode shotgun mic, which plugs directly into your phone. And it, when I tell you, if you step in a closet with that or literally under a blanket for the soundproofing purposes, It sounds like a professional microphone and it's literally $50. So it's such a steal. It is a steal. Like if you're on vacation, you can't obviously bring all your equipment. Grab the shotgun mic, the Rode shotgun mic. And it's literally amazing. And I've had it for years and I stand by it. And Teresa stands by it. If you guys don't know who Teresa is, she is the owner slash boss slash coach at the prep. And I've been training with her for about four years now. Oh, uh, kind yeah. of all over the place guys, but <laughs> I was no, like, this? this up, Teresa.
0: No, it's fine. Always comes, always comes back to the prep, which is actually so cool, which leads to my next question. How did you get involved at the prep? Like first, I assume it's training, I think. Yeah. And then training. how did you get into being an intern and then being a junior instructor?
1: All right. So when I got signed, I really needed guidance because Training is the most important thing out of anything when you're an actor, because you're never ever gonna find yourself at a point where you're like, I'm so good. I don't need anybody else's input. It's never gonna be like that. No matter how good you are, no matter how famous Zendaya will need an onset coach. Yeah. Everybody needs a coach in their life. Some guidance, some mentor to guide them through their scenes. Cause there's always gonna be something where you're not confident with. And it could be everything, It could be one line, it could be, you could feel like you're confident in it and it does not play well. So you're always gonna need somebody else's guidance and that's the most important thing. So I started training at the prep in 2018, I believe summer of 2018. And I was doing auditions with Teresa Piteous and yeah, that's how I started training there. And because I live in New Jersey, I'm local, so it was closest. And that was back when the studio was so small and such a tiny little tight-knit community. And then it expanded so much over the pandemic. And somehow we're all still so tight. There's so many students and we're friends. We have friends in Hawaii in literally all over the world. And it's insane how that works. So anyway, I started interning in summer of 2020 because it was obviously a pandemic. Nobody was in the studio. The new studio was just opened right before the pandemic came. So I was in person um when it got like when it was starting to get a little better but still nobody was coming in we were wearing masks we were being really really careful and thankfully nothing came of it so uh, I just came in I was doing the little stuff like I was coming I was I actually have a camera so I took photos of the merch and some of the photos on the website are still the photos that I took of the preps merchandise (laughs) (laughs) and, um, yeah, so I was doing those things, I was just cleaning around the studio, I was making sure everything looked good before things would start getting better, I was just doing whatever Teresa and Jesse needed at the time, so I just wanted to make sure, like, you know, I was there, so I was just, and it was really, really fun, and, like, I love being involved here because it's literally my favorite place in the world. And um, so how I started becoming a junior instructor is that Teresa, over the summer of this year, she actually went on vacation. So she went to Aruba and she was gone for a whole week and she needed people to cover for her because she has such a large roster of students. And those students are hardcore, like they always, have something going on and they need help on their auditions and they live by Teresa just like all of her students do. Like yep. it's we just everybody was panicking and she was like, oh no, like what should I do? So she decided to take Lizzie U. Elizabeth Yu, um, who is doing amazing things right now. There was actually, I saw, I checked out the Youth Industry Talks podcast. She did an episode. So guys, go check that out if you want to learn more about Lizzie. We
0: love Lizzie. She's the best. (laughs)
1: Yes, she's awesome. So she gave it to Lizzie. You, I was also he- helping out. I was more heavily into the voiceover world because I knew how to work the technology, and I also work mostly in voiceover and I love voiceover so much. So I took over her voiceover people and I helped, I assisted Lizzie with some on camera stuff and just took whatever happened. And it was, it actually went really smoothly. So then Teresa came back and she saw some great tapes come out. She was really impressed. So then she decided to make both Lizzie and I junior instructors.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's so weird how things happen in the prep. Like it's just like, things just happen so fast. And so us. yeah, I've only been yeah. here for a few weeks. And like, I, I know that interning yeah. intern at the prep for a while, but like interning for a few weeks, like things yeah. happen. So like you, the week I could be doing nothing, for like two days, like basically like dead zone, like nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, all these things are happening. Like we need to do these things like right now. Mm-hmm. It's And it, that's also kind of the nature of the industry. I kid you not, yesterday, two days ago, yesterday, I had an audition due in 30 minutes. <laughs> not lying, not even oh, lying. I hate those. I was in school at 11 o'clock. They emailed me at 11 AM, yeah. uh, I was in school. So I left, I left school, drove <laughs> home 10 minutes away uh memorized and I sent it in within 25 minutes
1: literally insane the the amount of commitment you have to have for working in this industry is immaculate and go you Justin because that is that is a task like that the fact that you ran home had to memorize and then do it literally insane I saw your story and I was like Justin is literally killing it and that was was
0: Crazy, like I have had last second auditions before, but not that fast. It's usually well, been thirty like, minutes. That's it's insane. Usually, it's usually been like a few hours or like twelve hours or like six hours, or something. like And that I can handle, you know. But this yeah. I was like, and of course the it was commercial.
1: Simply can't wait, you know. They just they can't right. wait two hours, no. thirty minutes.
0: <laughs> it has to be. 30 Love you guys.
1: Love you guys. Like, what is going on? And
0: of course it's commercial because commercial voiceover world is typically like a. Faster turnover than on yep. camera usually.
1: Yeah, they're a little uh, less generous. You know, they're just like, here you go. Yep.
0: <laughs> so uh, moving into like professional, I, we talked about a, li- a little bit about auditions. What was your first ever, ever, doesn't have to be professional, first ever onset experience and how has it evolved since then?
1: Okay. So my first ever onset experience happened really fast ever after I got signed. I was really lucky that I started at like the hot age, 11, hot age. They're looking for 11 through 11, 12 year olds all the time. And (laughs) I also looked tinier when I was 11. So I could play like nine, 10, and then I could also kind of like push up to 13 at that age. It was a really good little era. And the first thing that I booked was super fast after I got signed and it was a blue buffalo dog food commercial (laughs) and that really resonated with me because I'm such an animal lover and the first commercial I got to do was with a trained dog and a trained cat which I didn't know existed I was like I thought cats just did their own thing all the time I was like are you kidding this cat was like they had the guy the trainer had like one of those cat backpacks and had the little cat in it and I was like oh Gosh. It was really cool because for that commercial, there was the commercial portion, which aired on the New Year's the the New Year's Eve um ball drop situation. It aired on that, and there was also a print section where it was like tiny little promos and also some photos for their website and stuff of just like you know with the dog and the cat. And I got to do um, a little promo with my with the dog next to me and the cat next to me and I was petting the dog and the cat and I was just living my best (laughs) life and I literally like thinking back on it I'm like wow and I got to miss the very first day of school and I was like you guys are in school I'm in a pool right now so (laughs) like yeah that's
0: something that's that's like the best First experience, like are you kidding? Literally the
1: best. Literally the best.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then how has it evolved since then, like morphed into something bigger?
1: Yeah. So I I did have a lot of commercials when I was younger. I also I went and did a Crayola commercial. Then I also did a Capital One commercial with Taylor Swift. So I got to, I actually got to meet Taylor Swift, who was my idol when I was really little. So I was like, wow. And it was just like a crazy experience. And the f- best thing about it was they didn't tell me who the celebrity was until I got on set. So it was just one big surprise. I wasn't even expecting someone like that. And I was like, you're kidding uh, right now. Like what?
0: That's yeah. Say, I'm a huge Swifty in case you didn't know. <laughs> like I, I am a Love big- her. Like, Taylor Swift, like stand that is so, wait, what year was this? Like, how old were you?
1: It was, I was 12. It was in the calm down era.
0: Oh, like the, yeah, 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 lover yeah. type thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be looking up this commercial after this, just so you know. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah, it was so fun. And then I believe after that is when I started getting into the voiceover world. And that is when I started voicing Molly on Bubble Guppies. I'll talk about that audition process a little bit. That's
0: going to be my next question.
1: <laughs> this is embarrassing, guys. Um, So little 12-year-old me, back before the pandemic, believe it or not, that was a time, everyone, <laughs> was when in-person auditions were still happening. So I was going into the city like three to four times a week for auditions and callbacks and all that stuff. Wow. It was. It was also during like the hot time of, the age that I was age, so it was yeah. just constant constant wow. so I was always driving in for like two second auditions and then driving out so I think it, I think my bubble guppies audition was back to back with a different audition so I was just it was really just like last minute and I was so unprepared I was I remember sitting in like downtown New York it was a voice match and I originally auditioned for Molly the one with the pink hair for all of you guys who like kind of remember it if you were I don't know I figured like the age range maybe you watched it yeah um and Dima the one with the yellow hair who actually Catherine Bradley at the prep plays and I love Catherine where she's one of my best friends um yeah so the odds that two prep people are playing bubble guppies it's amazing hope, right? yeah and so I was just pulling up the email little 12-year-old me was just like not thinking anything of it. I did not realize how big it was and I feel like I still don't realize how big it is and I was just like pulling up the voice match because it was a voice match for like the previous years and I was just listening to it and then I was like copying it and I was like yeah okay whatever yeah okay (laughs) and then I go into the audition and it goes really well. I just hop into a booth and it was with one guy who was outside and it was actually in the Abrams building. So it was at Abrams and I go there and I just do it and they record it. And then a few days later I get a callback for only Molly. And then I go back in and then it went great. I met a lot of the team. I I felt like I really bonded with them too. They're so close to my heart still to this day. And I love them. And um, yeah, then they actually, I got the role but they were testing me out for a few days first. They wanted to test out the first episode, see how I worked for an extended period of time because we would record whole episodes. So that would be like one and a half, two hour long sessions, mm-hmm. especially because Molly has so many lines. Um, so it'd just be a whole process. They wanted to see how I worked. They wanted to see how I sounded with the voice match and it ended up working out. And then I did the whole season five and some parts of season six. Wow! So yeah.
0: That is, that is crazy. It's just insane. And also again, you're at that perfect age, like that age range of not only how you look, but also how you sound at that like prepubescent age. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> um, That's, that's crazy. And it always happens like that. It's always the auditions that you feel either unprepared for, or you don't really care about, or you're you like, oh, whatever.
1: I did not care. Like I was, I had that mentality when I was little, like I did care. I'm a person who cares a lot and sometimes excessively, but it just happened that it was that audition where I was just like listening to it two seconds before and I was like, Yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's always those
0: ones <laughs> you book. It's always like, Yeah. It's crazy. It's always and the it's ones so that I'm so
1: irritating because you try so hard on the ones you really, really want. Yeah. But I would not have asked for it to be anyway any other way so I'm so happy that it worked out in the way that it did and maybe my nonchalant little mentality helped me out because I was not nervous and I was not under pressure so I was just chilling you know
0: (laughs) yeah that that's so true it's always the times that you I the times that I genuinely forget about an audition it's something that actually I'm being coached on to do is like forget about an audition once I send it in just stop (laughs) like over obsessing over every little thing yeah, I've gotten kind of better at it than I was when I first started doing professional. Yeah. But when I first started, it was like rough. Every single audition, I was like, I, I, I have to get it. Like, I want it so bad. Like, I was like, I need this part. Like, please. We-. And, you know, you don't yep. get 99.9% mm-hmm. of the things mm-hmm. you audition for. Mm-hmm. Which also is another question that I think everyone struggles with, but with rejection, how yeah. have you dealt with it? Is it still a constant struggle? How is your experience with that?
1: Yeah. So the most, one of the most important things as an actor is to just, you deal with a lot of rejection. And the best part is, I mean, it could be the best part. It could also be kind of the worst part. They won't even tell you half the time, you know? It, it'll it just be like, you'll never know. If you don't hear back, you're like, oh, I didn't get it. But it's so important to just be like, uh, the next one. And it's it's hard to stick with that because when there's something you really, really want, And you don't get it, or you're just like fighting for that need to book because some people do that. And I think you have to let go of that mentality because you're not going to book everything. And I just think it's important. I mean, there's obviously like working hard and stuff, but a big factor is just the right role for you because the breakdown could give you something, and then the project comes out like two years later and the person who booked it is completely different from you. Does not look anything like you, the whole character changed. And that's because it ended up being the right role for that person. And casting directors will immediately know when it's the right role for you. And it sucks that it's like this, but you just have to be confident that there is the role for you and that it's going to come to you one day and you just need to keep training and working hard and just saying, hey, if I don't book it, I don't book it, what's the big deal? There's so many more things and opportunities for me in the world. And as I'm at a standstill and not working, I'll keep strengthening my skills and I'll work on other hobbies because it's so important to be versatile when you're in the industry. So yeah, it's so important to keep all of that in mind. Mm
0: -hmm. That's so true and that's something people have said on these before is having a life outside of acting like obviously you have to have a life outside of acting but it's hard sometimes when your schedule is so dependent on something like my family and friends obviously my close people know that like hey if I build on plans no it's not me it's like something popped up or something I need to be in Mm -hmm. New York tomorrow or I need to film this audition that's really important or I booked something like it's hard to shut off your phone sometimes or like shut off your email sometimes, especially for me. So it's so important to do things outside of acting and also outside of acting, but still in the industry, kind of literally what me and you do working at the prep, going into the business side of it. I mean, you do teaching amazing. I do a lot of the like business organization emails, like organizing stuff, coming up with ideas, pitching, all that jazz, all that sort of stuff. But because I fell in love with the business as I fell in love with professional acting, because yeah. you really have to know the business to be a professional actor. I think exactly. people forget that sometimes like you can be the most talented person in the world, but if you don't know how the business works, even a little bit, it's going to be really hard yeah. for you. Like,
1: and so, you're 17, right? Yeah. So you're 17 And you have all of this business marketing and stuff to put on your resume. And like, do you realize that people go to college for that? Like the fact that like we have this opportunity to be able to have this experience at such a young age. I think that's so amazing and important and inspiring to so many people because acting might not be your thing, but maybe you want to be an agent. Maybe you want to be a coach. Maybe you want to work behind the scenes, you know? So like- So important to experiment when things don't work out, try another, keep going.
0: And like, I know a lot of the coaches at the prep and coaches like throughout the country, like just acting in general, a lot of them coach to make money, but they also audition themselves. Like, I think all, all three of my coaches that I work with are also professional actors working in the industry. And they also coach people and they guide people and they do classes, which is, you do that, like, which is so so yeah. smart like that's so smart to do it's it's just uh it's just amazing the industry is insane yeah and my last question for you actually I have a few a few like <laughs> last questions <That's> good. but <laughs> um is what is your favorite part about teaching voiceover and acting because I know you do I think you do mostly kids right yeah so what what is your favorite part about that how how is that experience for you
1: I think Like, as an actor, I've just progressed and developed by teaching, by watching these kids and their innocent, naive, and just clean slated minds just come up here and take the material or take my input and just go for it. Just watching other people really improves your acting. While I'm helping another person, I'm also taking advice with myself and i'm getting so close with these kids and the best feeling is when you see their hard work pay off and they book something and i literally i had my student um I'll give her a little shout out cause they just announced it today. Lily Tricano, she's 10 years old. She's just recently signed with Take Three. She booked her first role on an exciting network. We can't say anymore, but I'm really excited for you guys to see it. Um, when I saw her email at like 11 o'clock at night, I literally got out of bed and started like screaming and jumping around. I was more excited for her than I've ever been about myself booking something. And Aww. I think that's the greatest feeling ever to know that I've made an impact and her hard work is paying off and she just did everything. And like, I know how it can, how frustrating it can be when you're so young and you feel like, Hey, maybe this isn't working out for me. And she just booked this thing. And like, it's amazing. And I'm so excited for her. And I was literally like leaping off the walls. I called Teresa. We were like screaming into the phone. We were like, oh my gosh, Lily. It was the greatest thing ever. And I feel like you just learn so much through teaching and helping others, developing that bond with them and also improving your own acting capabilities and being able to spread that. And it's just like a chain reaction constantly. And it's amazing.
0: That's amazing. That's so true. Like wa- watching other people, having a relationship with their coaches too. I mean, I always, if I ever have like a big life update or career update, I always, the first thing I want to do is text my coaches and be like, Hey, this just happened. Exactly. Like, Yeah, that's yeah. so true. And you so become hard. your
1: best friend and your mentor. And it's, it's, I've always looked up to Teresa. So I'm, it's such a special feeling that these kids can come to me for things and they can look up to me. And I I feel like I'm still a kid myself. So it's just right. like, wow.
0: I was just gonna say so, that like a fellow, yeah. and it's also like, can help them relate more sometimes too. Like, you're also a kid, like, I mean, you're a teenager but you're not an adult yet. So yeah. you can also help like relate to them sometimes too as
1: exactly child actors too. Yeah, exactly. I can, I know the stress, I know the ins and outs. I so it helps me understand them on a different level than I feel somebody else could, yeah. and it's just, it's so different and it's great and I love I love being a junior instructor and I'm so excited to keep doing this.
0: That's awesome. And my last question, um, general question: any uh, advice to either aspiring actors and actresses or people who are already doing it professionally?
1: I there's so many there's so many pieces of information that you guys need to stick with that are so important to keep in mind I think the piece that I talked about before about rejection and all of that is so important where you just you can't at any point if you know this is your dream you can't let go of it because you're going to get so much rejection and rejection isn't only in the industry it's in real life you're not going to, if you're going to college, you, you're not, you might not get into your top college. You might not get that job you really wanted. You might have friendships fall out. Rejection is such an important aspect of life where us humans have to deal with, and we're emotional people. So it just, it can be a lot, but you need to hold on to that dream. And we're little. So we've had this dream for a while and you cannot throw it away just because you think you're not good enough, because there is something out there for you. And if you think maybe it's because I'm not strong enough, keep training, keep drilling, do everything in your power. Every single spare minute that you have should be spent on improving yourself. And acting is not only going to get fulfill your dream, but it's it develops your own persona and your own character, because a lot of us, we're still growing up, we're still finding ourselves. And acting and breaking down and analyzing characters, it helps us truly understand who we are, because we'll discover things that we've never felt through our acting. We'll discover parts of us that are like, hey, I like what I did there. I like how that's like a thing that I do all the time. And it's these pure little human moments that are so cute and so awesome. And I feel like you just need to keep working at it because acting is therapeutic. It can be stressful, but it is therapy. It's my therapy. And it's just such a great thing to be able to do. So even if you don't want to pursue it, even if you're like, hey, this is fun for now, but when I'm older, I want to be a doctor. I want to be this keep going at it because you never know things change and it's already such a great experience. If you have the opportunity to do it, go for it. Nothing's holding you back except yourself. And that's what I have to say.
0: That was put perfectly. That was like, (laughs) I don't know if I could have said that better myself. That is like, (laughs) you summed up like all the advice that you could give into like that. That was perfect. That was awesome thank you so I think much.
1: It's so important. So everybody remember that. And I hope this inspired some people. I'm,
0: I am positive that it did. <laughs> uh, and my very last thing, any plugs, social media, websites, things coming out, things you're working on, anything um, like
1: that? Yeah, you guys can totally check out my Instagram. I post student updates, my own personal updates. Taylor.Kaplan. Totally check out the prep. Everyone check out the prep if you aren't already. If you're not living locally, you can do virtual. You can make a trip to come down here to do your director session or record your voiceover demos. I do voiceover demos if you want to come with me. Um, and if you're a new student, you want to start training with me, hop on the prep's website, theprepnj.com. You can train with me. I could... And if you ever wanna talk, I feel like it can be really discouraging being in this environment. I mean, there's so many ups and there's also has it's downs. So if anybody ever needs an outlet or somebody to talk to, I'm always here. I'm always on top of my Instagram DMs. So if you ever need to reach out, taylor.caflin, I'm always here for you guys. So yeah.
0: That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so, so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me and having this amazing podcast.
0: Of course, thank you. So yeah, that was my talk with Taylor. It was so nice to sit down with her and hear her perspective on being so young and successful in the industry and teaching kids and giving advice and talking about auditions and voiceover and giving recommendations of mics and really just giving an insight as to what it's like to really work in the industry as such a young person. She is literally amazing. Uh, She does amazing work. I work with her at the prep. She's a junior instructor. She helps kids all the time. She's also an intern. She does a lot of social media stuff. She's just amazing. Everyone, please go check her out. I'll put all of her links and stuff in the bio and uh, really take in everything she said. Uh, Thank you. Stay tuned.